BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, May 22nd. What a busy week again. Always. I just, you know, again, I think we're going to get a little break here, but we don't. We're Full speed ahead into next season. I know. Um, I think once we hit the the competitive events starting up and really get into the summer competitions, wow, I think our episodes might be a little longer than 30 minutes. I think so. But right now we'll take, take the little craziness and then we'll get ready for the major craziness yes. Yes. <laughs> later on. In the fall, I'm expecting it's going to be quite busy. <laughs> but we may actually have some big news coming up in next month with the ISU um, Congress meeting. Yes. And we want to just mention that if you didn't catch our episode that we dropped on last Thursday, we uploaded our interview with Susanna Rocamo, who is one of three candidates running for the ISU president. We are so grateful that she took time to talk with us. Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode, we suggest that you do because she really lets us get to understand what her vision is for, um, for not just figure skating, but for the ISU in general, um, speed skating, synchronized skating, all of the sports that are under the ISU. So if you didn't catch out, catch that interview, make sure you do so. Yes. So last week we mentioned that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. 
And we wanted to mention that Maya and Alex Shibutani have been pretty busy on social media lately. And they actually spent uh, time at the White House with President Biden, Vice President Harris at the Rose Garden. So that was cool to see. Um, there's not much time left in May. We're about a week left, yep. a little over <laughs> a week. So it was really cool to see uh, the photos and read a little bit about what it meant to them to be at the White House yeah, um, for this. Great to see that because um, we haven't seen much with Maya and Alex lately. And then, of course, seeing them celebrate um, AAPI month with, you know, the president and vice president was pretty cool. So it was um, they've been more active lately on social media than they had been. So maybe they took a break for a bit. Everyone deserves mm-hmm. to have a social media break. I can Indeed. <laughs> I can never manage to be away from social media for more than like a day or two. But I always yes. feel good when I get back. Well, I feel like I cannot take a break from social media during skating season because if I do, I've missed something big. Or, of course, we have events going on, so I'm missing what people are saying about different things and news and results and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I I say I want to take a break. I need to take a break. I just need to get away. But during skating season, uh, that doesn't happen. It, it doesn't work because in our little skating world, it's just ever turning. There is so much going on. So in Ann Arbor this week, we have one little events piece to share. In Ann Arbor, the Ann Arbor Figure Skating Club had their 2022 Margaret Faulkner Springtime Invitational Club Competition this past weekend. Norway's Maria Bjorkley and James Kazuda made their debut competing in the Senior Dance event. We'll include a link to those results if you want to check out uh, what was happening there. It's all different um, levels of skating, so it's It's a lot of fun. They were the only uh, team in that event. And Maria and Jimmy teamed up. It's been a couple of seasons now. Oh, okay. And so this, I think, was their first competition. Okay. So Yeah, I was wondering if this was their first time out. I remember hearing them, you know, team up. But, you know, with COVID, I don't think we really saw them. No, no. But they are... It looks like they're on their way to entering the competitive events this season. So I'm excited to see what they do. Well, on the pair side, um, Team USA's Valentina Palazas and Maximiliano Fernandez debuted their both their programs, their West Side Story short program and their Marvel Cinematic Universe free skate. And this was, again, in the senior pairs event. Um, they announced their program music a while ago. I feel like the season was still, we were still in the, you know, 2021, 2022 season when they announced their program music. Um, they were the only ones competing in the senior pairs at this competition. And again, we'll include a link to the results in our show notes so you can see how they did. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see both their programs. I, you know, I love West Side Story and I'm glad someone's doing <laughs> West Side Story, but you know, Marvel, I I think everybody who's a big Marvel fan has been kind of wanting to see Marvel as a program. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm really interested to see them, you know, do their programs. 
after they had the unfortunate fall in the free skate at um the US championships, you know, I've I've been wanting to see how they've they're getting ready and, and preparing for uh next season. Well, I am a big Marvel fan. <laughs> I have seen all but I think two of the movies. Um they're in the Iron Man franchise. I only saw the first one. <laughs> However, I've seen all of the others, including a lot of the shows that they've put out on the Disney Channel. I really enjoy the music from these films. It can be really powerful. It doesn't come across as being hokey superhero music. It's more of a score. Like, the scores are just really powerful. So I'm interested in seeing this program and how they mixed the skating with the music. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a Marvel fan and have not seen any of the Marvel <laughs> movies, but I think it's just cool and, you know, in general to see, you know, as you said, like how they would bring this to the ice. Um, so, yeah. Well, one thing that Gina and I would like to mention is events that take place this early in the season It's a good idea to remember teams are going out there and not skating at a level that they would at the end of the season. So the scores that they put up here are really just the baseline to give them an idea of where they are and they can continue to build on it as they get closer to the international competitive events. And we may see program changes. Yes. So, you know, these programs that they're putting out there, they may end up being totally ditched by the time they get to, you know, the international season and later on in the season because maybe those programs are not sitting well with the judges. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, we see that a lot. So, you know, as much as we're excited to see these programs, we may not actually see these yeah. ones that we just mentioned because of that. They'll grow you know, and change. The changes. Right. Yeah. Even if the themes or the music doesn't change, elements will change. Mm -hmm. They may change out little pieces of the music. Right. Because they'll want something that definitely builds up. I guess what we're really saying is cut the athletes some slack and realize it's really early in the season. They're getting their feet under them. Don't look at the scores from events like this or some of the others that are coming up next month and think, Oh, they're way behind where they need to be. That's not the case. They're just getting ready for the season. So we we can't we can't emphasize that enough. Right. Really, yes. now is the time for them to be prepping for the season. Right. It's only May, you know? Yeah. And we, we know how long our season goes. Yeah. That we just are finishing talking about the 2021-2022 season. So Seeing someone compete right now in May, we got a long way to go. we do. So people need to just relax Relax. a little bit. If you're not (laughs) seeing the scores of your favorite skaters that you want to see, it's we got lots of time, lots of time. So this is just getting out there, getting, as Daphne said, getting their feet under them, getting comfortable with a brand new program that they have learned new choreography for, and really just getting comfortable again in, you know, and... We'll see how they, you know, progress and do through the next couple of months. We're also hoping that this might be a return to seasons more like what we've seen in the past before the pandemic came in 
and change things up. The last two seasons have definitely been impacted by the pandemic. So we're hoping that this season for all the athletes will be as closer to the previous normal as possible. Mm -hmm. So now is a great time to just support the athletes, encourage them while they're navigating through the start of the 22-23 season. So moving on to some general skating news that came out this week, um, a Reuters article um, dated on May 20th talking about the situation at the Olympics with the team medals. Um, The IOC wants the Beijing figure skating medal ceremony as soon as possible. In the article, there were some quotes and information that came from an earlier press conference. We will put the link to the press conference and the article in our show notes. Um, The International Olympic Committee has told anti-doping bodies it wants a quick resolution of a drug scandal involving Russian skater Kamela Velieva at the Beijing 2022 Olympics so that a delayed medal ceremony can proceed. You know what's interesting? Um, Thomas Bach said the following. We are in contact on this. The World Anti-Doping Agency and the International Testing Agency are following up on this. This is not something we should be guessing, but work in a way so that it happens as soon as possible, meaning the medal Mm -hmm. ceremony. Okay. The case is currently in the hands of the Russian Anti-Doping Agency as the positive test came during a domestic competition. Yeah, that's what makes it complicated because this isn't something that happened at the Beijing Olympics. It was a positive test that happened a couple of months before. And so yeah, Christmas. It, yeah, it's was a domestic the t- the test was. Yeah, it's a domestic situation. So yeah, we're playing a waiting game on this still, and I just I'm really hoping that a resolution comes soon for these athletes, especially because you know, time continues to go by. The excitement, you know, their Olympic experience was impacted by not being able to get their medals. So, yeah, I was at a re- recent Stars on Ice show and I talked to Vincent Joe um, and I asked him about it. And he said, you know, he's been they've been told to they could wait weeks, months, years until they get their medals. And then he also said that the medal color that they should get is that team USA should get is gold and that they should have get their medals in a dignified ceremony. I know we saw things on social media where people were saying that the medal could go in a box and just be sent. And, and of course, nobody wants to see that. And the athletes don't deserve that. They deserve to have that ceremony that they didn't get in Beijing. So, I just want a resolution to come here soon. (laughs) Me too. You know, and I've had people ask me about it. Just people who were watching the Olympics who said, did those guys get their medals yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh my God, still they don't have them? And I'm like, yeah. And so hopefully here before we really get into next season, they, Mm -hmm. they should get their medals. And again, it should be a big deal when they do get them. Well, knowing the federations that are involved... The U.S. uh, Federation, U.S. uh, Figure Skating, the Japanese Figure Skating Federation. Plus, we don't know what's going to happen with the Russian team. But knowing those two federations, I can imagine 
that that those metals, if they're put in a box, I can imagine, honestly, that the Federations would request for them to be sent to them so that they could hold their own ceremony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because this is a big deal. You yeah, know, a silver medal, regardless of if the result gets changed, a silver medal in the team event for Team USA and a bronze for Japan those are big deals for those athletes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they deserve to have the recognition for that. And if it does get switched up and USA moves into gold medal position, Japan moves into silver medal position and then Canada moves Canada. into bronze. Yep. I mean, in the end of the day, these athletes, all of them, and this includes those from Russia have worked really hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a resolution in a timely manner, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm hoping that maybe the IOC was just really putting their foot down a little bit and saying, hey. Mm-hmm. Come on here, yeah. Let's try to push this along. <laughs> right, right. So on May 16th, the ISU released Communication 2480. It's from the ISU Development Commission. They have uh, issued a call for applicants regarding support for transition from skater to coach, official, administrator, or other skating-related role. This is a continuation of of an initiative to support skaters of all disciplines who have retired in the last four seasons, Hmm. but are looking to establish themselves in a different role connected with skating, like coaching, being an official, Hmm. an administrator, or other appropriate functions. Um, Assistance will be given for relevant education and for help in setting up their new or young skating coach business Mm -hmm. or training to become an official administrator, etc. In this way, the Development Commission is really looking to help top skaters stay in the sport so that they can share their knowledge and experience, preferably in their own country to strengthen the sport in their country, which I think is a great idea to be mm-hmm. able to keep skaters in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think support is needed for skaters when they transition from competitive skating to whatever is next that they want to do in the sport. Um, we have, it's so hard when we see skaters retire from competition and not really know what they should be doing next Mm -hmm. and not getting that support to figure out those next steps. I think this is something that's really needed. Um, You know, I've read so many articles from so many skaters who have retired and, you know, and that time after they, you know, they're trying to establish themselves as no longer a skater, but still wanting to be involved in, in support the sport in another way. And I think having some support for that transition is, is needed. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think that's another, like another prong in this situation is I'd really like to see something set up to help skaters who are transitioning from being a competitive athlete to whatever they choose to do Mm -hmm. in their new life on their new adventure because it is an adjustment they learn Mm -hmm. so much from skating i've read so many articles where 
skaters will talk about everything that they learned from skating while Mm -hmm. they were in the sport. And many don't want to just give up skating completely. They because it's so much a part of them, mm-hmm. they want to do something. It's not like they want to, you know, they'll go to school, they may study something, but they want to then use that degree in skating still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that too, but they just don't want to completely shut the door, completely hang up the skates. They want to use everything they've learned in their next role, in their next steps in, mm-hmm. in life. And there are, like, criteria for this application. We will share this in our show notes so that anyone who's interested can review what the Development Commission has put forward. Um, The application deadline is July 1, so there's at least a month, uh, more than a month left to be able to do um, your application. And, yeah, so we will put that in the show notes the ISU was busy last week. We've seen a lot of communications <laughs> from them coming through. Yeah, um, they've been very busy. <laughs> they released uh, Communication 2481, which included urgent matters um, and urgent proposals for the 58th ISU Ordinary Congress. Gina and I have discussed this and feel that we're going to try to go through the proposals list and highlight some of them in a special episode that we'll release just before the Congress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Congress is just a couple weeks away, so. But that is not all. Skate Canada was pretty busy this week, Gina. Yes, yeah, so Skate Canada has officially endorsed Benoit Lavoie's candidacy for the position of vice president for the ISU. Um, and he did a video link well, there's a video he did, and we'll put the video link in our show notes for you to uh, listen to that as well. And then Skate Canada also announced in a press release that two-time Canadian champion Nam Win has retired from competitive skating. Um, and I saw that International Figure Skating magazine did an article with Nam last month, actually. And I guess he had made the decision that Mm -hmm. Uh, the 2021-2022 season was going to be his last. I think I must have missed that. But he is um, currently a power skating coach for some young hockey players in Toronto. And he's also working towards his real estate license. That was news to me. I did not know that. Um, So we will put a link to that article in the show notes. Um, He announced his retirement actually on May 20th, which was his birthday. Yeah. So happy birthday to Nam. But um, yeah, You know, he talks about in that article how the COVID um, pandemic really impacted his skating, Mm -hmm. Um, that he lost the motivation. And I and I could see that it just he you know, he wanted to go to those Olympics. It that was his dream. And it didn't just he couldn't get there. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's disappointing that this pandemic really, you know, he's not the only one, but this pandemic really, you know, affected his skating, but he had a great career. You mm-hmm. know, we got to remember that and he will be missed. And so wish Nam all the best of luck as he pursues what's next. That real estate license sounds like um, he's <laughs> heading towards selling some homes or businesses. <laughs> See, there are other ways though. You mentioned that Nam is working as a power skating coach mm-hmm. for some young hockey players. Mm-hmm. There are other ways to stay involved with skating that isn't coaching or being a choreographer. 
you can be a technical coach in this way to help other skaters that may not even be in your sport. I know yeah. that there are others who have done similar things and yeah. it's been really successful for them. So, right. They always say hockey players have to start skating, like figure yeah. skating. They start learning hockey players learn figure skating. So, you know, and especially in Canada, cause everybody is on the ice in Canada, yeah. whether you're a hockey player or, <laughs> or a figure skater. So, you know, that is an interesting that he, you know, he is taking the coaching into the hockey side of things, not necessarily the figure skating side. So. Yeah. That's exciting. A note mm-hmm. to U.S. hockey players. <laughs> check in with your fellow former competitive skaters to see what they can do to help you improve your game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's move into our social media updates. The first item we have up is some baby news. Former U.S. Ice Dancers, Isabella Canuccio and Colin McManus welcomed their first child, a baby boy, Finn James, who was born on May 16th. Colin is still very much involved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in figure skating in the U.S. And Isabella is the coordinator for the ice skating program at the University of Delaware. And she also is a coach. And of course... Uh, Colin skated with Isabella's sister Anastasia and Anastasia and Colin do coach together. We see them a bit when <laughs> going to dance competitions in the U.S. Yeah. Um, this was uh, some positive news, seeing some videos on Instagram from Ashley King and her return to the ice. Um, as we've mentioned and as many people are aware Um, Ashley has been off the ice since she suffered a concussion at the world championships in March. So she's been posting a couple videos of her back on the ice. So that's great. Just seeing her back on the ice. We don't know what Ashley is planning to do for the future, but, um, it was just nice to see her back on the ice. And there's some sad news we saw on social media. Um, a GoFundMe account has been set up for Olympic figure skating coach, Corey Aid. Corey Aid was diagnosed with stage 3 B-cell lymphoma in April, and she's currently undergoing treatment at Vanderbilt Medical Center in the Nashville area. Um, if you're not familiar of who Corey Aid is, she was Jason Brown's coach at the 2014 Olympics, and she currently coaches at the Scott Hamilton Ice Academy in Nashville. We will include a link in our show notes to that GoFundMe account, so if you would like to donate, to Corey Aid and her family. Um, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, we are sending our best wishes to Corey Aid as she goes through this and hoping and praying for a good recovery. It's been really heartwarming to see how her skating family in mm-hmm. Nashville, that community has rallied around her mm-hmm. after this diagnosis. It is a reminder that though the skating community is very small, it's also very mighty. Oh, yes. And people come together to support each other. Right. So that is a wonderful thing to see. 
Yeah, I just took a look and it has raised $80,000 for their $100,000 goal. So yeah, and um, so that's just great. And they've had over 400 donations. So again, if you would like to donate, we'll include the link in our show notes. Um, Corey is a single mother of two girls too. So this, you know, is a financial burden as well. Um, Not only, you know, she's going through the treatment and emotionally and all that, but there is the financial you know, aspect to it. Cause I'm sure she's not going to be able to coach while she's going through this treatment. Definitely. So we reported a few weeks ago that Guillaume Cizeron had been busy when he created a free dance for the French team of Evgenia Lopareva and Jeffrey Brousseau. Well, this week he was working with Holly Harris and Jason Chan who represent Australia on their free dance for the upcoming season. Ooh. I'm really <laughs> excited to see what <laughs> Guillaume is going to bring to the table as a yeah. choreographer to really get multiple programs out there this season that he has had a hand in. I think it's going to be exciting to see what he brings to the table. Yeah. So is he doing um, choreography up at I am? Cause it- Holly and Jason train up there, right? Yes. So I, I he worked with them on choreography there, but I know that for Evgenia and Jeffrey, he went to France to okay. work with them. Okay. I yeah. I wonder who the next team is. <laughs> I'm excited already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these free dances um, this coming season. Of course, this is the time of the year where we have some retirements, and we have one retirement to pass along here. Um, Dutch figure skater Nikki Juarez has retired from competition. She was appointed the figure skating discipline manager for the Royal Dutch Ice Skaters Association. So, still going to stay involved with the sport, but just not competing. So, um, again, another thing that we talked about how skaters, once they leave retirement, or once they leave competitive skating, want to still stay involved. And here's one prime example of someone who is leaving competition, but is going to be still involved in the sport. Yeah. And she's actually retiring so she can take this job because originally (laughs) she was going to keep skating, I believe. Okay. In order to take on this responsibility, she has to retire from competition. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's fantastic. Congratulations, Nikki, and good luck. In your new role. So we do have some new teams to report. And so first, um, Natalia Miskichinik. Everyone should know who she is. Two-time Olympic medalist, gold medalist in 1992. Posted a good luck message to Olivia Flores and Luke Wang. uh, Wishing them the best in their new partnership. So that is a new pairs team. Mm Mm-hmm. And Olivia is the younger sister of Team USA ice dancer Isabella Flores. So we have a new junior ice dance team for Mexico. Harlow Stanley and Nikita Sosnenko um, announced um, that they are teaming up to compete for Mexico. They train at the Ion Training Center, WISA, um, in Virginia area. Yeah. I had read about this on their social media and also on... The WISA social media. They're mm. very excited to have them uh, training at um, ION mm-hmm. and getting into the competitive 
events hopefully this summer. Yeah. So Olivia Oliver, who announced a few weeks ago that she and her partner had split because he was going to go to school. She is going to skate with Elliot Graham, who is hmm. kind of coming out of retirement. I, I'm not sure if he actually retired or if he just stopped skating for a couple years. But either way, it's going to be great to have Elliot back out on the competitive circuit skating with Olivia Oliver. And they are skating for Canada, correct? I'm not sure. Oh, Because okay. Olivia skated for Poland, so... Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hopefully that will be confirmed in the future and we can report on that. So, Emmy Bronsard and Jacob Richmond are a new ice dance team for Canada. Uh, we were sent this information because they're listed as a team in a Patinage Quebec document. Um... It's great to see Emmy back skating. She, of course, um, she and her former partner, Aisa, broke up a, a two seasons ago, I think. And it's great to see that she's going to be back out there again with Jacob, who split with his former partner, Jessica Lee, earlier. Hmm. And then we have another pairs, new pairs team, and this one's for Australia, but Winter Deerdroff and Ryan Dodds are a new pairs team for Australia. They are listed to compete at Holland's Trophy in Sydney. Ryan is the brother of Jordan and Andrew Dodds, and Winter previously skated with Mikhail Johnson and Max Sedledge for the U.S., so this is a change in um, representation for Winter. So, yeah, I'm interested to see this team um, compete. Well, we couldn't get through the social media updates without mentioning that while the Stars on Ice tour was in Salt Lake City, the city celebrated Nathan Chen Day on oh, May 18th. Yes. <laughs> so Nathan Chen was honored on the Senate floor of the State Capitol building in Salt Lake City. He received an official certificate of recognition on behalf of Utah Governor Spencer Cox. Yeah, that was all over social media. I was seeing, you know, TV reporters from Salt Lake covering it. And uh, there was a lot of photos and videos being shared for uh, of Nathan for Nathan Chende and, and the honors he received for um, being in Salt Lake. Um well, Stars on Ice was there. So that was pretty cool. I don't think he's been back to Salt Lake. Well, obviously not since before the Olympics, but it's been a while. And so that was really cool recognition for him. Yeah. Rounding out our social media <laughs> news for the week, Gabrielle Daleman announced that she's launching her own clothing line. Ooh. Evidently, she's been working on this for two years and she had a few sneak peek photos on Twitter. Okay. So, very exciting. It's cool to see. So, she's not the first skater to get into the, creating their own clothing line, but I'm really interested to see what else she's doing. Because Gabrielle Papadakis also launched a clothing line not long yeah, ago. Yeah. So, maybe we're going to need to do an episode and talk with, with Gabriella and Gabrielle about the process that goes into creating your own clothing line. 
Yeah, does it have a name yet or a website or anything nope. like that? Nothing okay. yet, as All far right. as I know. Okay. Yeah, that is really, it's cool. Um, You know, fashion is a big part of our sport. Um, yes, it is. You know? So <laughs> it's nice to see, you know, some of the skaters doing something in the fashion world, too. Not necessarily for costumes and things, but for, you know, clothing line and stuff. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been looking to see what you know, Gabby comes up with and what her, you know, clothing line is all about. So, yeah. pretty cool. So, moving on to some upcoming events for the week. Um, we just were mentioning Stars on Ice, but Stars on Ice Canada concluded its tour this past Saturday. So, that tour has is over. Hopefully, if you were in Canada and got to see the show, um, you enjoyed it. Stars on Ice is wrapping, in the U.S., is wrapping up. Just four shows left. Um, they're on the West Coast. So, um, but I've been seeing everybody's been enjoying the Stars on Ice tour. The cast has been enjoying it. Fans have been enjoying it. So I can't believe it's already over and the tour is done. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we were able to have the tours resume again. I know they've been missed for the past three years. You know, something interesting about the Stars on Ice Canada was one of their final shows that was on the West Coast. The music during the, I think, the final number cut out and the skaters kept going. Oh. oh. Yeah. I think it was Kirsten Moore Towers tweeted out. This is what clued me into it. She mm. tweeted out and said basically something special, unique had happened the night before, asking what fans may have recorded it. Oh. And so I was able to watch and they didn't miss a beat. They just kept going <laughs> to the end. And this is how well-trained these athletes are mm -hmm. that they just keep going. Yeah. Well, I was always told I took dance as a young child and I was always told if your music is to stop, you just keep going. Yep. If you're so they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They just kept going. And so that's cool. I have to I haven't seen that video. I'm gonna have to check it out to see how you know how they did, but it's yeah. not surprising that they didn't miss a beat. No, they didn't. They they kept it going, so it was great. So um another event that is not happening next week, but just to give you guys a heads up about there is an American Contemporary Skating Festival that's taking place in Brighton, Mass. at the Warrior Ice Arena on June 12th. It's from 6.30 to 8. Tickets are $15. And it's basically an evening of modern and contemporary dance movement on ice by professional skating artists from all over the world. It's featuring American Ice Theater in Boston, American Ice Theater from NYC, and Cameron Clare, who won the 2022 Young Artist Showcase. Mm. That was shared by Garrett Kling to me. And so I'm going to try to go down if I can to watch. Oh, awesome. We'll Are you going to take the camera? Might take the camera. Depends on if the lens is back <laughs> from the doctor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got that. Someone sent you that information in an email, right? You said? Uh, via, I got it personally via in, uh, Messenger on Facebook. Okay. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, if you have an event that you would like us to mention in the upcoming events segment, you can let us know about that event and I will tell you about it at the end of the show on how you can reach us. Yes. And our podcast numbers continue to go up. 
We're so mm. excited that you guys are awesome. on this adventure with us. We yeah. <laughs> would love to continue to share information and get the word out about anything you have going on. As Gina said, she's going to give you the information <laughs> at the end of the episode, which we're almost to the end. We're almost there. we so, got a couple more things to talk about. So, Gina, would you like to talk about Sun Valley? Of course. This is a place I have yet to go to. And one of these days, I'm going to get to Sun Valley because it just looks so beautiful. And I've been told it's very like Lake Placid. And mm-hmm. I love Lake Placid, so I feel like I'm going to love Sun Valley once I get there. But Sun <laughs> Valley um, always does summer ice shows. And they have a cast that skates um, every Saturday in for the shows. But they also have guest stars. And Sun Valley announced their four guest stars for the summer. Uh, Mariah Bell will be the guest star on July 1st. Nathan Chen on July 16th. Alexa Kinnearm and Brandon Frazier will be on August 6th. And Alyssa Liu on September 2nd. And these shows are on Saturday nights outside mm-hmm. in the summer. Um so that's really cool, you know, to be outside watching skating in the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, that's just so fun. But, you know, you can find it. We'll put the link in our show notes about the Sun Valley shows and how you can um, get tickets for them. Um, I always know that this is a hot item in, um, in you know, to go to these shows in the summer. So Definitely. Well, now that we've finished updating everyone on what's coming up, Gina, why don't you let folks know how they can reach out to us? Yes. You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com, and we are working on that website. So mm-hmm. you will start seeing some stuff there on that website very soon. We got working on it this week. Um, but again, we're on all of the social media platforms. Twitter is at this skating, And then Facebook and Instagram, it's just This Week in Skating. And again, we love to hear your feedback, your any questions you have. Uh, if you've got an event, you want us to promote it, you can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We really appreciate, as I said earlier, the support that we've received via email and social media. You guys really seem to be liking um, having this one-stop catch-all <laughs> of news from the skating weeks and Mm -hmm. Gina and I are also appreciative that you guys are giving us the time to get Mm -hmm. our feet under us as we move (laughs) forward with this podcast because it's going to grow and change as we go and we're hoping that there's even more that we can bring to you but for now you know we're focusing in on interviews and our weekly show right I was talking to um, Mara, who writes for us at Figure Skaters Online, and she was listening back to podcasts. Now, I did not tell her she had to listen to our podcast, but she was listening, and she was preparing for an interview. Um, she was doing is doing an interview with a nice dance team. I won't say who yet, because it'll be coming <laughs> out soon. And she said it was so helpful to her because she's not one to always be on social media all the time. And she said... I got all of the news in one episode. So for that, I was that I, that she missed. So uh, it was great to hear that feedback. I mean, again, she I didn't tell her 
Mara, you got to listen to the show and tell us what you think. She yeah. listened to it on her own and she wanted, you know, she passed that along to me. So that was great hearing it. But yeah, again, as Daphne said, this is still so new to us and we're still getting our feet under us. And for me, who this is my first time doing podcasting. Yeah. Daphne's done other podcasting. Have. I'm getting more comfortable <laughs> as we go along. So I'm still getting, com- you know, used to this whole thing. So just bear with me still. And, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where we evolve, especially as we get into the season. Um, we're still, you know, got a few months until things really start getting, picking up. So yeah. That's why we kind of wanted to start this now. It would give us some time to get comfortable with our format, change it if we need to, so that by the time we hit August or early September, we should be in a good place as Mm -hmm. far as what the show is really going to be. Because one thing I've learned in podcasting is they do grow and change over time. Mm -hmm. And this is our introduction. We're, We're still getting into it. So hopefully what, you know, the core is always going to be the same. However, some things may just change to flow better. We may move things around. Mm -hmm. Speaking of moving things around. (laughs) Yeah, we just want to, for those who get on and get their podcast on Tuesday mornings when we launch it, we're going to be switching up a little bit next week due to the Memorial Day weekend. We'll be posting our episode next week a day later on Wednesday, June 1st instead of Tuesday. So, and then after that, we'll resume our normal schedule. So you'll see your podcast on Tuesday morning, but just next week, we're going to switch it up a little bit here. We'll be coming out on Wednesday. Yes, we will. (laughs) With that, we have reached the end of our episode. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.